You've been lounging, lounging with Skipper. <laughs> You've been lounging, lounging with Skipper. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? I want to welcome you all to the next episode of Lounging with Skip. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm sitting here right now with a, you know, a legend in the music industry. Um, music producer, songwriter, singer, um... I'm a father. Father. <laughs> husband. Husband. The homie. Whatever. The homie. I'm sitting here with Mike City. Mike motherfucking City. What's going on with you, man? What's popping? Chilling, man. Just, uh, you know, just uh, wanted to come through and, 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 and rap with you and just to, you know, hear your journey to, to you know, from, from where you, you know, started up until, you know, everything that you've been doing up until now. And, you know, just talking about further, you know, after what you have planned after this. Um, first off, tell me where you're from and how you, you know, got started. Man, music. I'm born in Philly. So basically mm. raised, yeah, born in I Philly. You happy. I know you're super happy right now. I'm happy for the town. I'm, yeah. I'm actually a Dallas Cowboy fan. Okay. okay. But I did want Philly to win. Okay. okay. I wanted Philly to win. They got the monkey off the back. They got a Super Bowl. We can't. We can't clown them more about they got the candy rings, anything like that. Philly official, and they actually set up to win. Um, they actually set up to be really good the next few years. So, no, um, born in Philly, so um, from Philly I went to South Jersey, which is right over the bridge, so, you know, it's like 20 minutes away, so it's kind of still Philly, but it's South Jersey. You okay. know what I'm saying? So, so you were born in, in Philly? Yeah, born in Philly, raised in Philly, and South Jersey. I was still in Philly every week. Okay. Whether I'm visiting family or going to church or whatever, I'm just, I was in Philly at some point, but mm-hmm. yeah. So um, I claim Jersey because I went, I graduated in high school in June, so, so I can't front on my people. So I'm from Jersey. Okay, they know I'm born in Philly. It's all good. Okay, okay. Yeah. What was your um? I guess one of your first experiences when you began to listen to music and and what what you know inspired you to. I've been doing this since I can remember. Um, my father was a professional gospel singer okay. back in the day. Where I grew up called the Harry QCs. My mother could really sing. My grandmother. It's, it's just in my blood. My brother played with a, one of the biggest gospel groups called uh, Mighty Clouds of Joy. Mm, I heard of them. Yeah, like they came and got him out of college. Mm, he played. He was. He played yeah, in the band. Played in the band. He, okay. Whatever. Keys, bass, whatever. Mm. He's just nice. Okay. So it was kind of like it was in me. So it was just whether I wanted to really pursue it or not. Well, what was one of the first songs you heard as a kid that you were like, yeah, like something that stuck to your ears? Uh, it's hard to say, but coming up, it's, it felt like it felt like Stevie Wonder ran the radio. Mm. You know, like Philly's a real soulful town. Okay. So you know, we had our our Philly joints. And everything, but it felt like people like Stevie Wonder ran the radio, and like you know, obviously I love Donny Hathaway. And was that the, the that's the city with the stacks? No, I think stacks was, was Memphis. Was... Um, Philly had the um, mm-hmm. TSOP, like I think it's called the um, the Sound of Philly. Okay, with, yeah. Um, okay. Um, uh, what's the one? The OGs, um, Gamble and Huff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gamble and yeah. Huff, Curtis Mayfield. Yeah, Philly that. International. Okay. All that type yeah. of stuff. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So. 
But no, Philly's a real, you know, real soulful town. So it felt like Donnie Hathaway ran the radio. I mean, um, Stevie Wonder ran the radio, and um, like um, I love Donnie Hathaway. I love all the gospel stuff that was going on with the Clark sisters and, and stuff like that. But then I'm a real big fan of like Steely Dan, mm-hmm. and that's because my brother used to play Steely Dan and different stuff. When I was real young and I didn't know what it was, mm. but he was listening. He was always listening to different stuff, so it really helped because it kind of helped shape me um, as I got older. Because I wasn't really just into like one thing. Right. If it was fly, I was rolling. It could be the Carpenters. Mm. It could be. Um, it could be um, Ambrosia. It could be Doobie Brothers. One of my joints from the Carpenters, I think, is if it was if it was the Carpenters, was that one less bill. Or was that fifth dimension? That's fifth. That dimension. might be fifth. fifth but I'm saying like it could be any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was like I was into all that and then some disco joints came, I was rocking with that and, and being that um I grew up right there, um, I saw the beginning of hip hop. Mm. Just right right there. So okay. it what, kinda all came. What was together. your first experiences in, in hearing hip hop music? Oh, it was crazy. Come on, rappers of light. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the whole song now, but I knew it back then, <laughs> yeah. word for word. Uh-huh. The long version too. Yeah, the extended. The mix. extended version. I knew every <laughs> word. But you know, just that whole thing, and then my sister started buying twelve inches and everything. You know, different things, and I remember she bought a um, up tempo joint um, by Foxy. And you to get off there. I remember she bought that. Just different things and. Just, just, just the whole experience with music, man. It's, it's just so dope. I just like fly joints, mm-hmm. so I don't really care like what genre it is, as long as it's something about it that's fly. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what really drives me. So w- once you got to like, I guess grade school, you were still. I was already kinda... singing. Okay, so you was already yeah. singing. So when did you first start singing? I can't remember. You I was singing remember. on stage for that kindergarten. In kindergarten. First, yeah. What? What, what did, do you remember having any type of stage fright or anything like that? I don't even remember. I no. just don't even remember. You just got up there and was just singing and just going. Because my father used to be singing to me all the time and whatever. I, just, I don't even remember mm. being afraid. Mm, okay. So. Um, more afraid now than like, I don't, I don't really? remember. I mean, like. Because you're more, you're more, I, because you're more conscious. You're I'm more just, aware. Yeah, I'm just more in the back. In the, um, I'm behind the scene right now. Like, I went to the show in London <clears throat> in November. I hadn't performed live in God knows when. Mm. And I practiced too. Like, mm. um, Carl Thomas hit me. He was like, man, just make sure you practice, mm. you know, because it's real. You know what I'm saying? You know, I know your standard. So I practiced. I made sure I practiced. And I did my thing. Actually, um, I got a show in Ireland, Naples. Mm, okay. Okay. Trying okay. to do different okay. things. Okay. So, you know, we, we, we you gonna, know what I mean? We're going to venture into that. We're going to yeah. venture that. So, once you got to high school, um, were you like involved in a band? Were you involved in choir, class, or anything like that? Junior high school, I was in the band. And then, um, for whatever reason, me and my band teacher wasn't really hitting it. I was the drummer. Okay. Dude told me I would never do nothing in music. I would, mm. never, um, I would never have a career in music, whatever it is. Really? I was like, all right, cool, whatever, if you, if you say so. <laughs> Forward to high school. Choir director told me the same thing. Really? Like, all right, cool. What made them say that, though? Because they didn't like being challenged when they were wrong. Mm. 
but my ear was sharp back then. <laughs> okay. There's right and there's wrong. Right. And there's no there's no like it's what it is. What was there? What was the particular incident that occurred? To it was probably it was... about some pitch or something going on, everything, mm-hmm. and um, whatever was going on, they didn't like probably being challenged by a young by dude. A young kid. I was like, no, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. You can't tell him, but it's wrong though. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have no, you know. Like, uh, okay. Prove them wrong. Right, right, right. So, this was all in high school. And, and this was crazy. When I got to college, I wasn't even trying to be a music major. Okay. I was kind of like, all right, whatever. What, go to college and what was be your a business major. Okay. I changed the music after Boys the Men came out. Mm. <laughs> because Wanya's stepmom used to be my home teacher. I, her name is Miss Thornton. Mm. So, I used to see Wanya when he was a little younger. And um, she was with, um, with his pops and everything. Mm. Next thing I know, I'm in college down something like, yo, Michael Penn, Simon's group, boys in Philly, blah, blah, blah. What school did you go to? North Carolina Central. Okay. In Durham. I was like, what? And I'm Ryan went to my high school. Mm. Just like, um. Yeah. Ryan. Ryan. Mm. We all went to one High. And matter of fact, Ryan and YA kind of around the same time, I think. Okay. They crossed each other definitely at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just missed them. I definitely, just, I definitely missed him, but I think they. He was earlier. He was, yeah, he I think they early. crossed each other at, at some point. Mm-hmm. But um, and they was like, "Yo, boys, man, you know." And I looked at it's like, "Why?" I was like, "Is that dude?" I was like, "Is that?" Mm-hmm. And I started calling. I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "What?" <clears throat> so it started going on. I was like, "Yo, they dope, right?" Mm-hmm. Boys and Men Blue, I was like, oh, I gotta get back in the music. So I'm playing the, around right now. So this was the Motown Philly. Yes, that album. whole album. I was like, I'm playing with it right now. I was like, I need, like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm nice. I need to make sure I go ahead and get in. Because, you know, back then, nobody really knew. And I was down south, so it was kind of hard to really get plugs down south. Mm. It's not like today, you could be anywhere. Yeah. And you can get it popping. Literally, you could be in Fargo, North Dakota. If you hot, you could figure it out. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't like that back then. Right, the internet changed. Yeah, that. it changed everything. We literally had to go to New York yeah. or L.A. Mm-hmm. Atlanta wasn't an option, and Detroit was no longer an option. Mm. So, um, <clears throat> this, so this was like '91. Yeah, this is pre. Boys pre, to Men. Yeah, this was pre Babyface, and I'm going to Atlanta. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like Atlanta wasn't really an option to be going and get deals and stuff like that. So what I did. <clears throat> I went and changed my own major to, um, to music. So, I got a Bachelor of Arts, concentration of voice and everything. But, um, yeah, that that kind of altered that portion of it. I probably would have got back into music anyway. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it forever. Like, <clears throat> from playing the drums to playing the bass. I started messing with the keyboards later just because I had to because mm-hmm. I wanted to produce mm-hmm. it was never my desire to really like I'm going to be a piano player my fingers too short really. mm-hmm. I think you need to be have longer fingers to really be mm-hmm. nice and to reach all the you know what I'm saying yeah. so but yeah so that's what happened with that and then in college me and a couple of my guys we started a group and, well, we, and so the name of the group was Choice Choice but we was rocking on the radio like we was literally getting played in the city in the city yeah in, in, so Dur- we, in we, Durham yeah we doing shows with national artists, rocking. Now, who did the tracks? I did the tracks. Okay, okay, so okay, so what? 
so by you seeing Wanye and doing all that, you was like, okay, you know what, let me switch up. What was the first piece of equipment that you got when you started making tracks? Well, here's the thing about it, though. Even though I didn't go down to college on a, um, to be a music major, I still had my stuff with me. I had a, um, I had a, um, a Yamaha, I forgot the drum machine, um, was it DR60? I don't know what it was. I had a, I had a um, Yamaha drum machine. I think it was a Yamaha. <clears throat> and I had a, um, what did I have? Um, a DX100 keyboard. Okay. The little small one, the little short, shorter version of a um, DX7. So, I was messing around in the dorm on that back then. Mm. So then, we linked up. One of my dudes was an alpha. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now at this time, this because you, you play iota. Okay, so you're iota. But he was alpha. That's still my man. He's yeah. from Jersey, so he had knew this dude with a studio. We started going in the studio and rocking at his studio. And um, what did they have? They had a um, the, our first track was done. I produced it, but I didn't program it. Uh, my man Daniel produced it, and we was with my man Eli Brownhouse and Aaron Speller. That's my man. He introduced us. I think Daniel um programmed it. I think it was um. D50. Um, what's that? What is it? So, so like, like back then, how much was like studio time when you all went up in there? What was you all paying? Like, my man had in his crib. Um, we didn't even pay no studio time. Oh, he started managing us. Okay. So, but we was nice. Mm -hmm. And and um, what is this? Um, Roland D50, I think. Okay. So um. We had a joint I call I Love It When You Smile. It was rocking the radio. It's called what? I Love It When You Smile. I Love It When You Smile. It was popping. It was a hot joint. So he's doing shows. It was shows in the mix. It was in the mix. Yeah, they it was, was, it was rocking. It was like it was a mid, like it was R and B slash um, slower house type of joint. I mean, I'm from Jersey. So I grew up on house. So you know what I'm saying, like, mm -hmm. that's the thing about it too. I grew up on so many different genres of music that I like doing all types of different stuff. On Rihanna, I did a reggae record, some mm -hmm. real reggae record, mm -hmm. but. I, I used to listen to reggae every Saturday. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm watching Kung Fu, and then I'll start listening to the reggae on on the um. You know, they had the pirate stations back then, so right. I'm listening to reggae every Saturday. Okay. So I'm listening to reggae. I'm listening to house. All I'm encompassing all that music mm -hmm. back then. So that really helped me out. So fast forward to college, we're doing the records and everything, and then what happened after that? I think I bought an ASR10 mm -hmm. at some point. And then my man, the studio. Which one, the keyboard one? or the, Yeah, the um, keyboard one. Mm. As you can see, I got it's over there. two. Oh, yeah, I, I see it over two there. two over there in the corner right now. Mm. I think I got four. Yeah, the ASR, the ASR-10 was a, everybody <coughs> was rocking with that. Yeah. Because that was like a, an, an up from the yeah. EPS. It, my brother had the EPS and I got the mm. ASR-10. And that's the thing about it. I've, ne I've never done a beat on a, um on an MPC. Mm. I don't even know how to use MPC. Mm. I only used to, used to use it for time lock. To mm. lock the sympathy. And mm. I've never done the track on the um, NPC. No, I went from the ASR 10 to Logic. Wow. Because I was on the ASR 10 early 90s. Damn. And I just got off like 2008 and I went cold turkey. You just so. I went cold turkey. I'm going to get back to this, but I went cold turkey because if I didn't go cold turkey, I'd still be using it. That's, the how, ASR 10. that's how nice I was on it. To make things. So hold on a minute. Okay, so what's, okay, so Carl Thomas's ding, ding, the piano, all that was ASR ten. ASR ten. Wow. Okay. All my records up to two thousand eight, ASR ten. Wow. So even when dudes were still doing was on computers and all that, yeah. I was still killing them with the ASR ten. Because mm. I mean, it was like I was a, it was a creature of habit. 
Like mm. I really knew how to work it. I knew my. I mean, like everybody do their own thing on it. Cause I you mean, had your own sound. You had you had. Yeah, your own I mean, sound I've seen I've seen Timberland do his thing on it. If I'm not mistaken, um, I was that. I think I was at the session with him and um, Storch did on Crimea River. Mm. I just happened to show up that day. Mm. But I seen Timberland do his thing on it. I know the RZA did his thing on it. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Who else was doing anything on it? I think Dream about Dream Down was doing mm. anything on it. Was Pharrell doing it too? Pharrell might have been doing it. Yeah, you know what? Matter of fact, because I seen him when uh, on a uh, on YouTube on uh, he was producing some record for us. Sure you... and I, I saw yeah. ASR ten. So a lot of a lot of us was using ASR ten. Like and, you know, <clears throat> and the reason why I started buying them because when you show up at the studios, try to rent them, and no one was left. That used to be a big business mm-hmm. renting equipment. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it can't be anymore. Right. Like, why would you? I mean, really, literally, like, literally, uh, he needs a laptop and a mic. Yeah, that's it. And some some quiet. I remember in 96, I was working on, you know, project that I was doing at that time. Right. And I remember I wanted some effects. So I went to, back in St. Louis, we had this spot called McMurray's Music. Okay. And I went to McMurray's Music and rented the effects processor. To be able to, you know, fly effects going in through the four track right. on my vocals. So I was renting for like a week and then right. I take it back. But that's where you had to rent them. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't matter what doll you on right now. Really, you could get away with using stock plugins on any doll. Yeah. They're all nice. Mm-hmm. So, to the story, okay, okay. So, so, yeah. Let's so, go back. Yeah. Producing, you did a record, you did the record for We did the record, <clears throat> and then we, we we still doing records and everything, so um, we doing that and everything. I'm in college, and we, we getting down doing that. I started working with some of my homies, they was rappers, we doing that, so then we, you know. So everybody's we, knowing, like, yo, Mike City, yeah, Mike City. Yeah, you know, I got produced by that. Okay. But it still be a lot of haters. And yeah. The thing is, the, the problem, it ain't even a problem. No one really knew you could really do it back then because mm-hmm. I was living in North Carolina at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, when I when I graduated from college, I stayed in North Carolina for like, up until '99. <clears throat> My parents had moved on and they loved and everything. You know what I'm saying? But back then, you just you couldn't. It wasn't like really. Oh, you in North Carolina? How you gonna get signed? Mm-hmm. For real? Yeah. Basically, probably like St. Louis. Like, how you gonna get signed? You in St. Louis? Mm-hmm. And I was like, until Nelly came out. Until Nelly came, mm-hmm. I know the dude who signed Nelly. But I'll, I'll tell you about that yeah. later. Um, I'm talking about to the label too. I'm not, I'm not talking about Kuda. I'm talking, um, but um, but yeah, nobody's like, nah. What, what you gonna do? So it's like, and but they knew, they knew I was doing my thing, and I did have my own sign and everything. And um, and I was working. You know, so we we had guys distribution. Now how'd y'all go? Okay, because this is the part where people tend to kind of jump from one thing to the next. How'd you go about getting distribution? At that time, back then I started working. Um, it was a, a couple things. I started working with my man Slice, who's my, one of my best friends now. Well, he's been since back then. He had a record on. Um, he used to be signed to Jive Records. <clears throat> he got picked up from them because he had a rap record out called The Electric Slide. Okay. Shall we dance? It was an independent record that blew up. Mm. So me and him got together. We started working a lot, and he lived out in um, South Boston, Virginia. It's like real country out there, but it was so dope because I used to just go out to his spot in in, in the country. Mm. And all we would do is focus on getting better, like producing and writing and stuff like that. Mm. Like that's all we would focus on. Mm. Like 
It wasn't focusing on no chicks. Not we was focusing on getting nice, producing. You know what I'm saying? So we was out there and we started working with this, that, and the third. And um, and um, we did a project, and it was a, on a four track. We just found a way to 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 get everything through the four track, mm-hmm. and with the vocals and this, that, and the third. And we ended up getting the um getting the project signed to Freeze Records. Okay. Freeze Priority. Okay. They liked the stuff we sent that they liked it. Same time, I had my other dudes, um, Lost Souls, we were doing some records up in North Carolina at my man's studio. We ended up getting distribution with Ichabon. Okay. You know what I'm saying? With the same with that. Then I did a project, I ended up getting distribution with Inner Sound. Damn, so, so we you, started so moving like low so y'all key. Was doing your own yeah, projects. we was like we we low key trying to get involved and now what get, year was this? What, what year? <clears throat> All this was starting to happen like between 95, mm. 97 started started popping up like that. And even with the um with the Lost Souls and with the um with the flame rotation stuff, by then I was already working with Sunshine. I, okay. With, so by yeah. this time you had already graduated from college. Yeah, you I already done, graduated, yeah. You moved on, you was doing okay. I so. went to barber school. Oh yeah, you went. Yeah, I was coming here. My father, my, yeah. mom, my father. I, yeah, I think I remember yeah. you was telling me that. So hold on, man. So as soon as I got out of college, that when I got out of college, yeah. I went to barber school like that next wow. day because really? I wanted to get some money. So I was like, if you want to do music, you still need money. Yeah. So I went to barber school, did that, cutting the pop, shot my pop. <laughs> For real. Yeah. So that was my day thing. At night, I was doing the joints in the studio, doing you know whatever. So. By then, um, I was already working with Sunshine though, because I met her when I was leaving. She was coming in. She was leaving what? When I was leaving college, she was coming in. I'm coming into college. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we kind of like I met her like that year. Mm. <clears throat> so um, yeah. So by then I was already working with her and everything. And then so, uh, Sunshine Anderson. Sunshine Anderson. Okay. Yeah. So so we started doing different things like that, and then I was like, Yo, I need to um, I said it's not enough. You know what I'm saying? Like we're still local. We got you know what I'm saying. Even though Priority was what is it, and and Ichabon was doing their records with MC Breed and all these different people, you know what I'm saying. I was like, it's not enough. I gotta. So you were artists yeah. on Inner Sound. But what was Ichabon? Ichabon was um dudes I was working with um called the Lost Souls, my homeboys. And they were signed to the <coughs> label. That's the same label that MC Breed was signed to. Yeah, we had, we, and we had we had started our own label, and they was um we got distribution deal through them. Okay. So, and in the same token. I had a um, crew that I was working with in Virginia called the Flare Rotation, but I couldn't sign that contract because I did the inner sound deal. Okay. So I couldn't even really, per se, be in the group. Mm. But I was still on the records and everything. Okay. <clears throat> so. You so, said so you wanted to be. You said be, we're local. Yeah, I was like, it's like I was like, it's we're we're doing something, but you know, it's whatever. <clears throat> so I started going to um, conferences and different things. You mm. know, spending my own money. You know, phone bill back in the day. Cause they didn't have these um, things yeah. back in the day. I had MCI. Man, your yeah. phone bill used to be like seven hundred dollars. It was, it was real. Yeah, phone bill was higher than my rent. So, roaming charges. Meet, yeah, I started like, meeting people and everything. So then, I, what I was the first conference you went to? You remember that? The hip hop conference, I think, in DC. Mm, okay. That's where I met. Um, I met Hev there. God bless the dead. I met Reggie Jose. God bless. I met my lawyer there. Hev was my man. I met. Um, I met Puff there. You just approach these guys, like yeah. I mean, like it was, it was a conference, and um, I remember with Puff. Puff was up there talking, craziest thing ever, because it wound up happening. Puff was up there talking on stage. I had a sign up. I said, "Yo, 
put me on. You had a sign? I, I drew a sign. I said, yo, put me on. I'm nice. 100. My, and my man can verify. He's sitting in the lab. He's like, yo, say. I said, yo, put me on. Mm-hmm. This was like 94, 95. Bad, I mean, um, Bad Boy was just jumping yeah. off. Yeah. <clears throat> I met Biggie down south. Biggie mm-hmm. used to hustle down down south. So I met him down there. I was like, yo, put me on. Not knowing that my first major, major placement would be with him. But it wasn't my first major label placement, though. My first major label placement was with, um, uh, <clears throat> what's my man name? Um, from, from San Francisco. Singer? Rapping Forte. Rapping Forte. Yep. You had a placement on his album. Two. Two placements. Yep. And what album was that? Um, it was the second album. It was on Virgin Records. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, what, I, what I, year was this? I forgot. I flew out to Gavin Sessions, which was a convention. Okay. I met some people and everything, and I, and I was like, the Bay Area, okay, they got the sound. I was like, I could do that. So I went home and cooked up some beats and sent it. Like, I was, I was, that's why I knew I was supposed to do this. Like, you know, how you know when you send unsolicited music, whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. yeah, man, people was hitting me back about my joints. It's like, yo, what's this? Mm. So my man was like, yo, I wanna rock with you. When I'm doing two beats with, with him, that was my first major play, major label placement, and it was a single. Just did a video for it. What's the name of the song? And <laughs> Money Makes the Man. Money Makes the Man. Yup. That was his, <clears> that <throat> was, was single, Mike City's think, first placement with, with yep. Rappin' Forte? Rappin' Forte. Rappin' Forte. Forte, yup. Forte, okay. Straight from the, from the Bay. Straight from the Bay. So, so that was that, was that. cause back then I was kinda more into rap than I was in, cause R&B was, I was like, ah, whatever. So people didn't even really know I was really into R&B like that. They mm-hmm. was like, ah, oh, whatever. Fast forward a few years, I started, you know, still writing and stuff and everything. And then my man that I grew up with from Channel Live, he came down, he's like, yo, you got which one? Yeah, cause I, cause I heard, yeah, yeah so he was from Channel, when, yeah, yeah, from Channel Live, he's from the city too. Yeah, Tough. Okay. So Tough was like, yo, you got joints. So he was like, yo, you ever, you, you gonna release these or you might wanna get someone else to do it? I was like, I'm gonna put him on. He's like, yo, I might get these. I'm like, no, because him and Carl was cool. They was kind of managed by the same people. So he sent it to Carl and everything. Carl loved it, whatever was going on. Now, no one knew what Carl Thomas was at this time. Not really, but he was singing on I've Been Around the World and all those records, mm. they didn't really know him as a solo artist by then. That's right, that's right. So so the first time I went to um, Daddy's house, it was weird because by then I was working with my man and um, they were signing Rough Riders. That's my okay. man went to college, my man A.G. Thomas. But first of all, A.G. Thomas was signing Capitol back in the day, the same time Channel Live was signing. Mm. So the first time I came to Cali was because of A.G. Because Malik Levy, who was my guy, mm. he was the A&R. Mm. So he flew me. I met them at a studio in Virginia Beach. Messing with Yag Fu Front. Because Yag Fu Yag Front got him the deal. It's all connected. It's all, just it's all connected. Okay. And, and I went to college with one of Yag Fu Front. Okay. So it's, it's all connected. So, so um, that's how I got to LA. So me and AG up in, in um, we in Yonkers and everything. I'm a, they with the Rough Riders, YD and um, they up in this crib, man. I promise you, it was like seven dogs up in the crib. I was like, what kind of foolishness is this? Is that the Rough Riders? With my man and I was standing there, I was okay. like, y'all living in a kennel right now. It was mm. like dogs. Every, go to the Rough Riders studio, dogs up. It was it was really they was really on that. Mm. So I go to Daddy's house with a couple of Rough Rider dudes, and they had the Rough Rider shirts on. And that's when Puff was, I think, getting into it with um, mm. the locks. Okay. Free the locks, whatever. Got you. 
I go up in Daddy's house. We the only non-bad boy people up in there. <clears throat> Puff like, yo, who's all this? Who's all this nigga, man? You know what I'm saying? What's going on? Blah blah blah. You know I'm doing my work, whatever. They kick us out the studio. Mm. I get kicked out of Daddy's house straight out. Mm. So you went from seeing him at the conference. That was a few years earlier. He, yeah. he didn't even remember that. Right. And he wouldn't remember now unless I remind him because I've never even talked to him about that again. Mm. It was it was all love after that, whatever. But um, so kick me out. I swear, within a week, he finally heard. I wish. I went from getting kicked out to I was recording the biggest studios in New York. So I wish <clears throat> that was a record that you wrote. Yeah. You sung it. Yeah, it was my demo. It was your demo. Yeah. It was your record. Yeah. Now, was you planning on putting that song out for you? Yeah. At some point. Mmm. So the, the the infamous pianos. Dun 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 dun. And then the drums is coming. Now the the drums coming real heavy. Just but I told you I was on some rap stuff. Yeah. So I wanted it to feel like a hip hop record. Yeah. When I first did the track, I didn't know I was gonna write. I wish over it because that's a true story. The beat. I'm talking about the song. This it's really it really happened. The chick was really married. (laughs) Fine as man, listen. Fine. Uh... Dark as the night. She was. One hundred. But you wish you never met her. Man, because you know it was like, but I'm glad I met her. It was like, and that's so that's so dope because I remember when that record came out, I was like, I I was dealing with a situation at that time. I was like, man, I I wish I never met this chick. Because it's like you wouldn't even be in that situation. Like I'd be on whatever I'm doing. So, so yeah, that's what happened. It like really went from um, it went from like getting kicked out to. Puff heard it. He was like, "Yo, this joint is all right." Like, because at first, a lot of the um the people in I guess the bad boys like, "Yo, who's who's this nigga from from North Carolina?" You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and what even if I was from North Carolina, I'm not. But I was living down there now. They ain't. I'm like, oh, I'm from up north. I just stayed down here. But even if I was from there, it doesn't even matter if it, if you got joints. Cause by then, Jodeci had already popped. Come yeah. on, it was already you know so. I got an inter- I got an interesting question. How did you feel as a um as the the writer of the record, the artist that was singing it, the you know all that to let your record go like that and knowing that man that was that was that was me, you know what I mean? How did <laughs> at that fir- feel? At, at first it was weird cuz it was like but then I was like oh it's cool because Carl killed it. You know what I'm saying? I was like he sounded dope on it, but you know cuz I was still on some artist stuff back then so right. I wasn't really it was like at first it was weird. But I was like, oh, this could be a whole nother lane. I didn't even really think about really just writing R&B. Because I wasn't really... It's not like I had a thousand R&B songs tucked away. Mm. I could always write, but I was more in a rap. In mm. 90s, I mean, just like 90s R&B... And 90s hip-hop was fly. Mm-hmm. I like I liked because that the way that track was, those drums, <laughs> it was boom. It was, a, it was a boom, bap. Yeah, boom, it's hard. Bap, boom, boom. Right. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that stutter kick. Right. You know what I'm saying? Is what did it because if that stutter kick wasn't there, then it would just been it a gave boom, you knock. bap, boom, bap, which is kind of like what takes it to where it is now with the house, which is doom. But that's why when I did the high, I said, I and ASR got a little lean in it. So when I went went on a rollover, it just gave it another feel. So I just put the hard drums on it. So yeah, that's how that came about. So then, okay, so then after after he recorded it and then. Got the something album. else before it was crazy though. Mm-hmm. So I wound up doing another song on there called um, You Ain't Right. Okay. 
I was supposed to do that record. Speaking of Ryan, remember um, um Tanya Blunt? I, was, play, I think I heard the name. She played in um Sister Act with Ryan and um and um Lauren. Um, okay. That was supposed to be a, a female record. Mm. Carl heard the record. He's like, yo, give me that record. You don't know her. Give me that record. Literally, I hate to say this. He it's basically he kind of rushed through the end of I wish to make sure he, he got, got that record. Yeah. <laughs> Savage. Yeah. Savage. Savage. So <clears throat> The songs get done for the, for that. Did you know how big it would be? Nah, we just trying to get an album. Like, try just we just made the album. All right, cool. We're like, okay, I got a um placement with with Bad Boy. Mm. That's cool. Mind you though, as this was going on though, I had kind of already started working with Sunshine. Okay. So everything's kind of lining up to really gotcha. jump off. So you were already working. So that's <clears throat> heard it all before. I did heard it all before, and wait a minute, how can I explain this? Yeah, I did heard it all before, and I wish in the same year. Mm. I did I wish earlier in the year, mm. like in June, and then I did um, which was '99 I think, and I did heard it all before in the fall. Okay. I did I wish in New York, and then I did I did um heard it all before in the fall out here. But in between that. I was in Houston for a month for something. That's my man, Little Troy. Mm. I, I met we, we met through some mutual friends. And that's when he had that wanna be a ball. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Cause I'm telling you, I've, you'd be surprised with no hope. So you like, was down there working with Little Troy too. I was down there messing with him like a month, just you know, <clears throat> doing some different things, trying to figure out there. So and at this point, you knew it was like, okay, this is what I'm. I'm yeah, at that I'm point, in. like I'm, I want, like, yeah, like I'm was, going, I'm going. And I told my and I had told my pop, I was like, listen, I said, you know. With the Carl thing, um, I didn't even know it was going to be a single, but I was like, you know, if I get a top 20 record or something, I'll really focus on really doing a producer thing and everything like that. He's like, that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know it was going to be number one, but I didn't even know it was going to be a single. So, but, but, um. When did you find out it was, was going <clears> to <throat> be a single? We found out, because they tried to come with another thing first and, 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 it, and it didn't work. And, um, the next thing I know, they was like, yo, we're going to come with that I Wish joint. And they put I Wish on the sampler back in the day. It was these little samples going yeah. on. And it jumped off. He was like, oh. So that's what happened. It was them, them keys when it started yeah. in. And, and that part, I wish I never met her. Yeah, he sound crazy, right? Right. Because it was like, but if it, it fit Bad Boy. It was really a yeah, hip-hop yeah, R&B yeah, record. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it really yeah, fit. Yeah, it did. It did. So the way was, it looked and yeah, everything like that. Yeah, it was that. right. It, you know what I'm saying? It fit the vibe. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy though, man, because um, it's just a small world. Like, like um, it's so small. Like, um, I haven't seen my man, man. I need to get in touch with him. But my man Elton Brand, I knew Elton and Corey when they played at Duke. Okay. And um, that was my guy. And me and him and my man Brian Dawson. Um, Brian Dawson, he runs Raleigh Durham. Like, that's my guy. He's on the radio out there. He threw the biggest parties. So mm-hmm. he's all kicking at Brian's spot and everything. <clears throat> I'm probably one of the first people who knew they was going to the draft. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And if I wasn't in New York doing a what is it, I might have went to the draft. Because the draft was like the same weekend I was up working with Carl now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just crazy how full circle everything came. Because like a couple years later, I end up in L.A. Then Corey get traded here from Orlando. Mm. Then Elton get traded here from Chicago. Mm. It's just crazy, and, and me and Elton, we was gonna do a label back in the day. We just didn't do it. He was, 
just didn't work out everything. Yeah, but um. So so with Sunshine Anderson, heard it all before. How did that How did that whole project come about with her getting her deal and you getting involved with? <clears throat> then you do like all the, the entire album or something Every, like that? except two songs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so she trusted your judgment. She trusted you know you and in the production to just say because I had been working since. 92, 93. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> but, um, and it's crazy because when I was working on her project, it didn't take long to get her. That was like the second or third song we did. Mm. That happened early. Real, like, you know how people say some of the songs happen late in the project? Yeah. Nah, we knew what that was early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we knew what that was early. What are like some, like some, like a, like a, like a. Yeah, we wanted to, we wanted to take yeah. it back and just have it fly. Yeah. But we knew what that was, we knew what that was. What other records was on there? <clears throat> um, that was like single. Lunch and Dinner was a joint. That charted pretty good. But the problem with her, and her album actually, like I think the platinum single and um, gold album, the label kind of dis- disbanded in the middle of the project. Mm. So it was kind of like, it's kind of bad. But yeah, we was working on that project because, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Dude, I grew up with started a label. Mm-hmm. My man Chris Dolly, he started a label with um Mark Sparks. Mark Sparks had did um Shoot for Salt and Pepper, big records like that. That record was number one. Now, now during <laughs> this time, this is when it was like, okay, who who was this cat? And I remember, and then now, did you now? Because I know it was certain sounds that you would use in your production. Now I know on the one record you did with um the guy. Dave Hoster? Um, not Dave Hoster yet. Jimmy Cozier? Him. Uh, his song was what again? She's All I Got. Okay, right. Right. Um, Does you love me? Right. <laughs> right. Okay, so you had that little, that little, that little twang. Now. It's like a lead. Yeah. Song, yeah. Now that was the same kind of sound that was used for Glenn Lewis. Did you produce and work on Glenn no, Lewis? No, a lot of people thought I did, but that was Andrea Vidal. Mm. I was actually supposed to be on that project. I don't know what happened, but I was actually, um, I met at, I met with the people at Epic about that project before, before even before that record was created. Man, that kind of sounds like <clears> I ran with your sound. <laughs> because the what the, the dude, but them the, dudes, the, they the, dope though. Oh no 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 no! I, it's crazy though because I met I met um I met Dre and Vidal and Jazzy Jeff and who else like at the same time. Because um, all y'all from the same. But I didn't meet them till later. Okay, so y'all from the same yeah. same area, same yeah, city. Yeah, same area. That's okay. So it's yeah. the same kind of vibe, yeah. same vibe. Okay, so. And I met them around. The, I met them, but I met all of them at the, the same day at the same time. Okay. I went down to the um, Touch of Jazz studio. Whatever happened with that Jim? That Jimmy? That that Coles, was it Jimmy Colzer? Jimmy started doing um, reggae stuff and different stuff like that. I wanted to do more on the album, but I came once again. I came at the end of the album. Mm. The budget was closed and everything, and um. And it was still just, a single. But but I wanted to do more because I wanted to give it more of that sound mm. and influence it more. And this and this still that single blue. I mean that single's everywhere. So after that, what um I did Dave Hollister before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now let's get to Dave Hollister. So he just broke away from Black Street. Yeah. But I I was on his second solo album. Okay. Yeah. And when you got on this on that album, how what what was that like? What was It was incredible. I like I knew I had to um Come with it and everything. What song? Because, what song? What, what single off that? Did I did um one woman man. Mm. I did one woman man. And he didn't want to do it at first either. No. no. You wrote that record? Yeah. Mm. So were those one of the records that you already recorded yourself and? Nope. I wrote that for him. Mm. I did the track a while back, and it's funny because I tried to get I tried to get that track to um John B. Mm. 
I gave it to his A and R. His A and R didn't hear it. Mm. So I wanted to write a song for Dave. I was like, Dave, you need this, man. It's good for your marriage. This is a good record for your, you know. No, nah, I want to do it. Nah, city dog, nah. He wound up doing it, and it jumped off. So how did that make you feel? How, how something like that when you see? Okay, so this was, you know, by that Carl Thomas. All the, at this point, where is Mike City at in his? In his, in his in his in his life in his mind in his vibe or are you just like yeah alright you know what I mean like I'm, I'm like this is what I do let's, let's keep it going like like even right now I still can do that the game dictates what you know what I'm saying like as you see how I trans- transfer to the house stuff and everything I'm blessed I can write <clears throat> I, can, I can produce too I'm really a writer first though mm. that's my thing I can, I can write mm. and I was I, I had to start producing to facilitate my writing. With all the music that I've gotten circulating in my head, that's why my production will sound different than other people's production. I literally could take the same samples from people mm-hmm. and we ain't gonna do it the same. Mm. And I'm left-handed too, I got some weird stuff going on. We just won't, <laughs> it won't be the same. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so and I, I think that helped me though, because I, I'm gonna go back to a story. Mm-hmm. Like my man, um, I ain't spoke to him in a while, but um, you used to meet different people along the way, so some some type of way I got connected with my man Eric Nix, okay. who was doing um, Foxy Brown. He ended up being a big executive at Def Jam and all the different places. And I sent him some tracks with Foxy Brown back in the day, and he was like, "Yo, these are dope." <clears throat> and they didn't pick them because I wasn't using samples, and I think Trackmaster Norm was using samples. Mm. He's like, "These are dope. They just don't fit what we doing." He was like, "Yo, but I'm gonna tell you this," he said. If these ever, if you ever get, if people ever get on it, get on these, mm-hmm. you're gonna jump off. He said, cause you got your own sound. Mm. He said, he's like, if people ever really understand like what this is, he's like, he's like, don't stop doing that either. He said, because if people really catch that, they're gonna be like, oh, I'm going to get that. Mm. <clears throat> mm. And that was these were records with you playing them. These was yeah, these was these was joints. I just was making hip hop records, but they just weren't samples. Mm. And when I say samples, you know, they weren't like um, samples that everybody knew. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they were records <laughs> that you were actually playing the keys on. You were doing the instruments. You yeah, were... I was doing instruments, or I was taking sound bites and playing over them and everything. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm telling you. I've been met, like the royalty free stuff and everything. Yeah. They've been going on for years, so I can always take a sound and this and build on it, like, but. My what I do to it ain't gonna be what everybody else do to it. That's why it's gonna always be different. Yeah. Um. So after Carl Thomas, Sunshine Anderson, Jimmy Cozier, um, Dave Hollister, um, then you were rolling, you know, mm-hmm. Usher and yeah. all that type of stuff. Um, <clears throat> what was like the biggest record that you produced? The the biggest record where it was just like to where like even I mean I know you still eat off all of them but what was the one what's the one that is just like yo it's just still is just like going to this day heard it all before heard it all before Sunshine Anderson worldwide that's the biggest record really no question cause and, and that's because what it just it plays like on like it's just a, it was um I, I wish it was a bigger hit here internationally it wasn't a big Sunshine is a that record internationally mm-hmm. is a big hit Mm. Mm. So, where are we now? Where, 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 what's going on with you now? What's what's? 
Because I know you're doing had, the house um, music. You yeah, know. you know, you had to um, evaluate things and everything. Um, got married, had two kids, and then I wanted to see where my place was in music and everything. Mm. And then, um, in, in, I want to say 2012, uh, my mom was real sick. Well, well, my mom had a stroke in 2000. Because we met seven. in 2011. Yeah, met. my mom had a stroke in 2007. So I kind of left her paralyzed. So I was mm. dealing with all that and everything. And um, 2011, 2012, 2012, I think she passed away. Mm. So then I was even contemplating, not even really wanting to do it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. just seeing how the game changed and, you know, <clears throat> you got to chase this and chase that and everything. Mm. Like, that's not fun to me. Like, I do music, you know, it's always, that's why I was fortunate enough to, my sound was what it was because it's fun. Like, mm. I'm having having fun and everything so I want to just reinvent myself and do different things so I went back to my roots I was like yo let me go back to some dance music I, I still love that let me because I know in 2013 that's when you started coming like we started having those conversations and I and told you what like, I was going to do he was like yo the house music you started you was talking a lot about it right. and I was like word and you was all like yeah I'm about to go over you know my man's right. over here what was it BBE or some yeah. shit yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'm about to go over here in the UK. And and I was just like, okay. And then I started seeing that you were doing it. Right. And uh, how was your experience over there in, in, in just when you first got involved? Because I love London. Like, probably, if I wasn't married, I might would live in London. Mm. I still could end up telling my wife we're going to go to London at some point. I mm. love London. The energy is crazy there. But just finding your way in there and everything. And like we were saying earlier, like now... I'm trying to focus on um, getting more involved with film and TV. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where a lot of things are headed because when we grew up, <clears throat> there were maybe five, five to seven TV stations. Now you can't even count them all. Yeah. You got Hulu. There's so many. And you it's know what so, I'm saying? It's, and that's the thing about it. People understand, like, <clears throat> that's why I was blessed to, you know, I was blessed to have a, um, a career because I write and produce. Mm-hmm. And I'll do either one. And people didn't know I sang. Mm-hmm. So, but I actually sang on, that's me singing on Heard All Before. I sang on All the Sunshine album. Oh, on Heard All Before? I'm literally the dude singing the hook. If you listen, it's a dude. It's like a, like a, like a, a up underneath? Yeah. Okay. So I've always been, I mean, I've seen background, a lot of my records anyway. But I was like, let me pick up the mic again. And, and, and dust off the vocal cords. So So how's the house music been, been, been doing? So you put out an album, a house music album. What's the name of that, the name of that project? Mike City Presents The Feel Good Agenda Volume 1. And who's all on that? <clears throat> um, let me see. Uh, got Faith, Dwelle, Carl Thomas, Tidra Moses, Mesa Lee, my homegirl Kristen Johnson, Terry Walker, my homegirl from London. Junior from Mama used to say. Oh yeah. And Layla Hathaway. Okay. Um, you had just mentioned somebody in the beginning. What did you just say again? Dwelle. Yeah. Now, what records have you done? Did you do for him? I know it was a single you did. Like was it two thousand twelve? No, I did. We got a bunch of singles. I did. Um, I think I love you was the first single we did. Mm. And that was that did pretty well. And then we did um, what's not to no. Yeah, what's not to love? Mm. Then we did um, what profit? Faith was on. I mean, um, fight was on a remix of that. Yeah. Then we did the um, thing. Um, Want to dance last year um, with fight and um, and Dwelle. 
<laughs> I got a couple of Fife records in the chamber Speaking too. Speaking of Fife, yeah. Because matter of fact, you and you yeah you yeah you yeah, yeah you had plugged because he was that, liking you know, that joint. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what happened, but yeah, he's pulled out. Yeah, but um, yeah, you know. Speaking tragic, of Fife, how how did you all how, how did you all come about being becoming good real good friends? It's crazy because um, I had met um, um, tribe throughout the years, but um, me and Fife started kicking in one day because um, one of my guys who does um, um commercials and different stuff like that they had shot something on Fife that um what's the dude that um, that, um <sighs> the actor director that be spazzing out on Trump what's his name the Michael Davenport okay the white dude <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. he did something we was in um he did the you know, he did the documentary on Trial Call Quest. Yeah, but we was doing something else, and I think he did a video on him or something, whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. And then me and Fife was over there. I went over there, and we was chopping it up. <clears throat> and Fife started going through my records. I was like, oh, you know my Joyce? He's like, come on, son. He's like, he's like, I wish I could sing. You know what I'm saying? So right from then, we started, we started hitting it off, and we became really cool and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, I used to be like, I was in touch with you like every week mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, even before he passed away, we had talked like a week and a half before that. Because mm. I had to send him some files for a record. Mm-hmm. So, tragic. Yeah. His birthday was just passed. Believe His birthday's a day after mine. Yeah. When was your, when was your birthday? November 19th. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the house the house album. How's that going? How's, how's the whole, that project working? Because, you know, what's interesting, because I listened to that, that project, and it, like, it still <clears throat> has... The sound that you know the the from the I wish and yeah I gotta those, do it, it has those wanna, records yeah. it has that it has that vibe still I sped up R and B yeah exactly I sped up R and B yeah exactly it's the same kind of vibe to it yeah you can tell that okay yeah this is you this isn't like and it has a certain kind of warmth sound to it too and people like it and I think I, and at the end of the day I actually think it's gonna be bigger down the line. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I own that. I own that. So. Yeah. And that type of music, it doesn't die. That at, type of music. At, it, at some point. It's like fine wine. Somebody going to want to license. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's the dope thing about house music and what I've noticed. It, it, house music, you can play house music from the 80s. It still sounds like on now. It doesn't date. It doesn't date. It doesn't date. And so. that's the dope thing about it. Because really, it's just that. Doom, doom, yep. And as long as you got some, and if you got any kind of melody or, you know, because there's different kinds of house. You got that abstract. <clears throat> yeah. You know, now that tripped me out when I went to London. I was like, why have they got so many different types of house? And now I get it, how they break it down differently and everything. But um, Why is it? I don't know. They, you know, they they kind of wanted to separate this, that, and the third. But the, the truth of the matter is house runs the world. Musically, the four on the floor runs the world. Not trap. Not four on the floor. Four on the floor runs the world. Don't, don't, runs don't. the world. It's the easiest beat to dance off of. <laughs> <laughs> now that now that right there, that's that that's 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 a gem. It is though. That's a gem. Do you think that hip hop will go that route? Like, you know, a lot of times, you know, like trap nowadays is pretty much an advanced version of two shorts. Uh, uh, what, what's the? Uh, 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 I mean, your man what, used it for the what's break, the record, record up. What, what's what's the two short record he had back in the day? The um, Freaky Tales. Yeah, your man used it. Who? Rack it up. Um, yeah, that's two short records. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, he's straight. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sure somebody getting a check because that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, yeah. That's Freaky Tales. That's Freaky Tales. But it's just doom, 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 doom. Yeah. It's just more of a bounce. So the, the four and the four. My thing is this. I like trap. Mm-hmm. My problem is I feel like a lot of trap producers, that's all I know how to do. Mm. So. It's all, it's all it is is trap. So and and it's so much of it it devalues it. Mm-hmm. Not being funny, <clears throat> whether it's here or Atlanta, you can go to a barbershop. They in the they in the man. My man sent me a thing. They in the back at barbershops in Atlanta cooking, selling beats. Like got the studio back there to everything. It's crazy. It's like beats is just like beats is straight up like drugs. Man, but it's, it's like it's like drugs that just basically um it's like drugs that get to a point where everybody is selling it before it was like oh you, it's it's kind of hard to get that product yeah but now everybody got the product so now it kind of like you said devalues it, it value, it, it, the like, people that make the good but like you got somebody like a timberland his 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 trap sound is kind of like but there's different variations of trap there's like the the rich trap, cause like I feel like Migos, they're them them guys is like rich trap music. Okay. But then you got cats like, um, I don't know, Lil Pump. That's like hood trap music. Does that make sense? Well, is the Lil Pump the dude that got out of his deal? That Lil Pump the is the white boy. Yeah, Gucci. yeah, yeah. And the that way lets that, you know that. There are no rules right now. Yeah. That record, it's just two verses. It ain't even two minutes. Only yeah. It's like a minute and it's like, it's like less it's like barely hitting the two minute mark. It's only two He's verses. He's not saying nothing. Yeah. And he got a video and the video's doing millions and the song is on the radio. So it lets me know. What is that Gucci Gucci? Yeah, Gucci Gucci. I don't know, man. Gucci gang, Gucci. <laughs> man, listen. But I'm saying though. It lets me know that, you know, it, it's really just about making records, making tracks, and just put it out. It's like instead of sitting so long with, you know, that's why a lot of time. That's why I like now because of the internet and right. blogs and all this. Everybody puts so much music out. You know, as far as like with Migos when they dropped their new album this past, what a, you know, a while ago. The, um, um, the culture too. Yeah, and you know, what I'm saying the fact that it has 24 tracks on it. It does? Yeah. And like, I get to track 16 and I'm like, all right. But maybe that's just because, you know, I'm older. Maybe a young person listens to that, that whole entire shit turned up. You know right. what I mean? Getting lit. But I mean, like, hold on a second. My thing is this. Did, did, did they really say, um. That they was the best. Yeah, like come on, dude. Like I like, I, think, and I like, you know, I like that. Yeah. Um, bad and booty. I'm, I, I see what they brought. Mm-hmm. I see what they brought to the table as far as the syncopation and everything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that's kind of like, I don't, to yeah. say you are like, you're that, the best I, rap group ever. Oh boy, um, what's up? What's up, big boy? Run, run DMC and all. The, I mean, we can we can go down a lot of groups. Yeah. You're not better than well, Outkast. Yeah, I, I you think, might not be better than Ray Freeman right now. Like yeah. y'all might be neck and neck. And you're good. Like what you do is good. Y'all popping. Yeah. But sometimes you can't just say that. I don't know. Yeah, I think that you know when cats feel themselves so much, and they ride in that way, they just say whatever 
to just get people talking. Because now people are like, hey, did you hear Amigos said that they were the best? You know what I mean? Just to keep people talking. I mean, I guess, I guess. Um... But but I was talking to somebody and they were like, all Amigos is, is pretty much Bone Thugs slowed down. Because it's the same kind of. You know, it's not that, you know, with Bone. Bone Thugs on trap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Modern day. Um. So what? Then you drop a, a Christmas album too. Yep. Now how? Now how did that go? So I think you. I think you had mentioned that to me before too that you were, you wanted to drop a Christmas record. These are all original records. Yeah. You wrote these mm-hmm. Christmas songs, and you released it. Black Christmas songs. And let's how? Put, let's put it in the universe because, at the it's, it's, the, it's the content, the fly content. Mm. <clears throat> a lot of this stuff won't make any sense to down the line. How many songs is on that album? Seven song EP. Seven song EP. And, yeah. and who's all on it? Me. It's just you. No guess. Me right here. Just singing. And, and and so, how'd you go about getting on that label and getting the distribution for it? Well, that one, my, that's my distribution through Ingrove. Okay. So, I put that out myself. Okay. So, everything that comes back, everything that gets streamed or whatever, that's, that's to you. Yeah. and the, But the, the, other, the, the other thing is this too. <clears throat> Like, the content is king because you never know when someone, what's going to make someone go crazy over your thing. Mm-hmm. And and unlike before, you don't need a major label for that. People right. are finding records on mm-hmm. YouTube, Spotify, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if it fit what they got it going on, mm-hmm. it's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's the wild wild west. It's the wild wild west right now. Just kind of do whatever you want to do. So so what so what do you see yourself in the next five to ten years, City? <clears throat> Man, really, um, just getting more involved with film and TV and everything, and really trying. Yeah, to, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah, trying to connect the dots, really, with um, even getting on the other side of the film and film and TV thing, whereas, <clears throat> you know, this whole thing's built on relationships. Mm-hmm. And. I've been in the game a while, so I do know some different people on that side. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's a matter of bringing people together, putting them together, <clears throat> and you help an EP a project, you know what I'm saying, different things like that. The thing about it with, man, I, I see it like this. <clears throat> I wish I could find the right people to really do it. If you make, if you're a company and you make black movies, you can G off. Mm-hmm. Because... We have an audience. All they all they want to make sure the movie's funny or it's good mm. and well put together. Mm. Don't have no record. If you got recognizable faces and stuff in there, that's even better. But <clears throat> you know, they're not gonna just go out and spend hundreds of millions of dollars on a black movie or fifty. Mm. Get out with me for five. The brilliant movie. Mm. The numbers are crazy. You can make urban black movies for one to five million dollars and cake up. Mm. Our culture is everywhere. It ain't just us that's watching it. You know what I'm saying? Like, our culture runs a lot of what's going on. Right. We 12, 13% of the population and probably 85% of the swag. (laughs) It's a Mm. fact. That's why I hip hop. When you think about it, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, we're 
whatever, if we're 14% of the population, we 86% of the swag probably. Mm -hmm. Some type of way. Like even with the fashion, we'll take something, some bummy stuff, whatever, that like people yeah. like. And, and make, make it, it look hot. Make it fly. Mm -hmm. Nobody was rocking champion for a while. Now they brought the champion back. I used to buy the champions back in the day because I seen thick, somebody they rocking Carl Kanai. Now that what's the name now? Now that um now that Cardi B them, it might pop off again. With that Bruno Mars record? With the cross colors and Carl yeah, Kanai, yeah. it might be all back. Yeah, I seen a High young Thompson. kid. I seen a young kid wearing Carl Kanai. Like the Carl Kanai with the straight the, yeah, the, the I'm like, what? Like looking at that took me back to ninety three. And he was wearing it like just out in the bottle on some regular time. So you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> if you got the Carl Kanai next to But I mean, you, would that be dope though? I mean, but it's cool when the kid <laughs> wearing it, but can it, would it be cool if like somebody like us, we, we were wearing it? That look kind of... Wait a minute, dog. Anything can happen these days. Mm. Trump won. Anything can happen. Literally. If the right person rock it, and they rocking it with confidence, who won't stop it? Bruno Mars basically then brought back cross colors. Yeah, it's interesting. Think about think about what I just said. Cross colors was out of here. Now cross colors is sponsoring his tour. Really? So that's so it's something that's telling me like it's a big world out here. Cross colors must have still been making some money somewhere, mm. selling clothes somewhere, because you know Fubu still selling clothes outside the country, outside outside the country. And I think in, in um um. What is it? Um, in uh, Walmart, they still doing stuff. They got clothes. I think so. Look at Shaq dunk man shoes. People can laugh all they want to. Shaq is making money with them shoes. Mm -hmm. You gotta think. A lot of a lot of women, they can't they can't go out and get these Jordans, whatever else. Right. But they can go to Walmart and pay that twenty thirty dollars for them dunk mans. Right. Shaq kicking up. Just on some side money, just getting just for, still kicking but up. For someone else, it would be right. It would be uh. Caking up, right? But for him, it's just like I just some money I'm putting into and put into my charity or something. Right. <laughs> Whatever, you know what I'm saying? But like, he got the dunk man things popping off mm -hmm. in Walmart. It looks funny, but <laughs> no, I'm saying like it looks funny not the shoes, but it looks like that is in Walmart. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, most of these shoes are the same. Now you have the extra special padding and some of the other stuff that make it cost more. Yeah. But unless it's that, they are the same. You strip the name, they are the same. Yeah. I basically wear New Balance every day. Yeah. I sport New Balance sneakers. What is up? What if I say I sport New Balance sneakers because my son? Some of them. Size eight up your ass or something. Yeah, yeah. Something like that, right? New Balance sneakers because my son is up Yeah. No, I've rocked. I've rocked New Balance. I haven't rocked New Balance in hell. I've been. On the, the, you know, just on the van. Just some cool oh, no, there's kickback. some cool Cali stuff. Some cool but that's what I'm saying. I didn't rock this type of stuff until I moved out here. You know what I mean? But no, like, so, but with, with me, the New Balance, it fits it fits all criteria. Mm. <laughs> they're fly and they're comfortable. You can work out in them. And they don't cost that much. Mm. Like, um, the other sneaks I used to wear, what I used to wear? Um, Air Max. That was my joint. Mm. That, was, that was my go-to... Snake, like I, I've never really been a Jordan person. Mm. They cool. I've never been, I've never been an Air Force One person, mm -hmm. cause they was heavy. I was like, if I'm gonna wear Air Force Ones, I might as well rock some Timberlands. Mm. Air Force Ones are heavy. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so I, I went to the Timberlands is real. Depending on what kind of Timberlands, Timberlands can be kind of clunky. 
Right, but I grew up with Timber. I mean, yeah. I got a fresh pair of Timber right now. Yeah. Never been worn. Like, that's just. That's just. And I'm in. Yeah, like you gotta have them. Just yeah. ah, let me lock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. they Timbs. I grew yeah. up. You know, you had to have some Timbs. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, the New Balance. I go to New Balance outlet, buy a few pair, and be real comfortable. So, just you know, what I'm saying before we before I wrap it up. Okay. Um. As far as this TV and film world, um, okay. you know, with the content and things of that nature, you know, it's so much, you know, the way that things are moving now, it's so much more for producers to basically get their feet involved in something. What would you tell an up-and-coming producer that wants to get involved musically, what it is like? What would you tell somebody of that, that person what they need to do to... In today's society, in today's well, if, age. If, well, let me let's let's fast forward. If they're ready and if they're get it going, like, um, if they're dope, it's probably gonna be some libraries that want to mess with them. You know, music libraries. They fulfill. They um, they go to the um, <clears throat> they have like the different things where they can connect with the um, TV production company or this that is third. Like, and um, there's people that never placed a record in their life, making a living off of doing that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But with that, you got to make sure um, you don't sample records. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to be original work and everything. But like we discussed earlier, there's a whole bunch of, there's there's another way to do that too. Because people sample from, from, um, <clears throat> man, <clears throat> nobody come on that. People sample from, um, from yeah, royalty free. You've been coughing the whole. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like I'm trying to, I'm trying to beat something. I'm going to get some vitamin C. Mm. Um, you know it's in the air too, mm. but um, they got royalty free libraries. It's like if you know how to chop up samples and everything, and you play whatever it is, you gotta make your own stuff up and everything. But that's the way because when you think about it, film and TV is everywhere. Mm. It's it consumes us, and that's and they all need mm. music. music. I I never heard of freeform until two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and I'm like freeform what. What channel is this? And I think who's on Grownish on there? Is yeah, and I'm like, what the hell is free for? Now, what channel is that? I don't even know. I just stumbled across. I seen it at a friend's house. He had it on TV, and I was like, free for him because it had it at the bottom of the screen, free for him. And Grownish was on, and I was like, what channel is this? It's a whole station, and then on, on, then on, and then on, and then on the Roku, they have. Uh, Philo TV, um, Pulse TV, those are whole different TV networks. Content. Nothing but content. And I'll go, I'll like, for some, like, some, like for instance, I'll go on Roku and I'll just be like, let me just, and I'll go on Pulse TV and it, it's a whole guide of shows that's on movies. I don't have, I got a, um, and Chrome, I'm like, I got a, I got a Chrome, so Roku is different than Chrome and stuff. Huh? Like Chromecast? Yeah. Chromecast is when you like, can like cro like cast from your phone to the So TV. what is Roku? What is Roku? Roku is like what's like thirty five dollars? It's like sixty something like that. Sixty bucks. You guys pay it every month? No, you just pay it one time. And it's like, and what does what 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 does it give you? I mean, whatever you want. Like you can put Netflix on it, Hulu. I got I got, I got Netflix. The Amazon's I got Netflix. <laughs> yeah, Amazon Fire Stick does the same thing. Yeah, they be jailbreaking those joints like crazy. Yeah, but I'm saying, but you can still go in there and you can still down, you know, okay. only, they only jailbreak those for like Cody. 
Right. But you can go on the Fire Stick and still download Sling TV. Okay. Yeah. Sling okay. TV, Netflix, all that. But I say that to say it's all. This is just now, 2018. Just think about what 2025 will be. And all and the more content and streaming will go. So everything and needs, they all need, need music. music. That's the thing about it. they all need music. So to an upcoming producer, basically what you're saying is, if they have artists or they seem to have a hard time getting in, whatever, don't just limit yourself to that. Don't limit just go go to maybe the TV. There's and a whole realm. Or, there's the whole realm for that. And if you good, there's a place. For, matter of fact, I hate to say it. Damn, they ain't really gotta be good. There's, I mean, like we know the game. Like a lot of stuff you hear on TV, it ain't really good. It's, it's background dun, dun, music. Dun, 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 dun. It's just whatever just music. make some just you can make you can literally make those in like 10 minutes just you can make them. beats on your phone these days mm. I don't, you know what I'm saying it's like so that's the game right now man like so if an artist out there right now is hearing this um, R&B artists whatever and they want to you know a house artist and they want to connect with you how can they contact you they could hit me on my one of my socials but it's like you know, I can't reply to everything. It gotta be something that I really um. What is it? It it gotta be um. It gotta be something that I really wanna um. I'm tripping right now because as we're talking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I, I might have just um. Make sure y'all check out older episodes uh, no, going like, past. It's crazy we're talking about this because I'm trying to link these two entities mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. for a movie and it mm-hmm. might come together. Okay. okay. I just got right okay. now. Okay. Okay. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. stuff happens. Dope, dope. Um, <clears throat> so you said you may not hit everybody up because what? It got to be something worth my while. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't be responding to no foolishness. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, I got stuff to do. Right. It got to be something that really catch my attention. Right. And everything, but... um. So how would they be able to reach you um, through your, your um, the social media? It's Mike City. So just at Mike City? I'm at Facebook Mike City, okay. Twitter. So y'all hear that? At Facebook. IG. I mean, now Facebook at Mike City. M-I-K-E-S or no, C-I-T-Y. C-I-T-Y. Yeah. You know, hey, City, man. I appreciate you, man, for letting me come through yeah. and being able to lounge with me. You know what I'm saying? Um, and until next time, peace.